All right. Well, that you were close there, Rock. Hey, welcome back to the Rock <laughs> Ripken Show, episode 56. We actually got a full house in here. And everyone, thank you for your patience. I apologize. Actually, just finished up a camp with old Orioles legend Rick Dempsey. We had the off our President's Day, so kids were off. We like giving back to the youth. Uh, Rocco, so maybe you should learn a lesson or two. But Rocco's back, everybody. Rocco. Yeah, finally. Look who decided to go up. Thanks, for, to the thanks for having camp. me back on. Despite so popular opinion, I was not fired from the show. I probably should have been. <laughs> that, was that, that was a rumor. That was a big rumor. rumor. I think Joe started that rumor. It was. So. That's and why. I didn't deny it, though. Well, when there's smoke, there's fire. But we also have yeah. Nick Moore back in the building. Nick. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. Glad to be here. And obviously, we got Kevin right there. Everyone knows Zach. And then Brad, you are somewhere behind the uh, – there he is. Brad, hey, what's up? Good, man. Good, man. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm, I'm doing great. I was just, I was just about to, uh, message you. Sorry. I got distracted because your mic is not close enough to your face. Is it better now? Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, let's continue on then. Well, Hey, so <laughs> Sorry. no, you're good. Well, we're trying to do all the important things here, but it's great having everyone in for the first time. And, uh, as always, we're going to talk about things that are spicy around, uh, I guess the sports world. Talk about what's riding around Baltimore on our Adams Jeep of Maryland. And then let's see, obviously, Orioles spring training. Everyone reported, and actually for the voters tonight, the breakdown of the night's going to be Corbin Burns, the big ace that was acquired from the Milwaukee Brewers and now is going to anchor that Baltimore Orioles pitching staff. Uh, hey, I was say, where, go ahead. Where did they vote on? The, the, what was the final vote? No, where did they vote? Where, where, where was the vote taking place? Oh, sorry. There we go. Thank you. We, at, we had Ryan Rupin. There you go. Can you repeat that for everyone, Brad? <laughs> At Ryan Ripken, go follow him over there on X. That's where people voted on so that there is context to this actual poll that was taking place. It was not the poll that was being uh, being engaged with right now. We'll get into What's that. the poll that everyone can engage with right now on YouTube since we're on the topic? Uh, which sport has the best all-star experience? And I got to say, it's not even close. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to start the, the conversation off tonight here. And I think we've all talked about it. So speaking of that, yeah, NBA All-Star Weekend just concluded. And I, I honestly, I didn't watch the game. I don't know about you guys, but I no. felt like everything that was on social media, I didn't see one positive thing about the actual game last night. I just, I just knew. I mean, it's fallen so far off a cliff. And I think part of it is there's just no incentive there, where since it's in the middle of the season for – these NBA players. I mean, you can see the effort's just not there whatsoever. I mean, guys are, there's no defense being played. Well, the final score is what? 211 to 180 something. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's 397 points. A lot, of, a lot of defense played. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it's even funnier because before the game, they were interviewing Larry Bird, I think. And they were like, are you excited for the game? And he literally said like, I just hope that these guys actually like compete and like play good like basketball and then what followed was not we have luka Doncic saying that he's going for a two for one and he just gets the ball 30 seconds left and just full court heaves it at the uh rim yeah. and then he was like i was looking for a two for one opportunity make the full court shot and then play defense and get back i was like no one was playing defense no one well you know so this this leads kind of the question right so because those those tickets aren't cheap to go to the game no. right so you're going to all-star game weekend and even the nba dunk contest and all that doesn't have the same feel since i mean aaron gordon zach levine levine levine, levine was the last one that i saw that was like this yep. is this is legit 
the Steph Curry uh, shooting contest uh, contest with um, Sabrina. Sabrina. Yeah, Sabrina. That was electric. That, that was, was that was cool. that was probably the I best did, part I of the whole weekend. That. Yeah, I thought that was good. No, that by far was the best yeah. part of the weekend. Yeah. Sabrina can shoot. She that was yeah. awesome. Oh, she was shooting yeah. from the men's Great. line. She can yeah. Play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hit hit twenty six, and she, I believe, if she was in the actual three point contest. She would have advanced to the finals with that mm -hmm. score. Yeah, she finished at 26. Yeah. And what did Curry have, 28 or 29? Yeah, no, Curry beat it all the final. He had yeah, 30. Like okay. Yeah, but his final rack was all, they have one rack full of money balls where everything is like work two, and I think he hit all five of that like uh -huh. on his final go. So yeah. he had to be almost perfect to beat her on the final round. So like that part was great, but the actual mm -hmm. game then, back to it, like all of social media rock i mean i felt like everybody i think like scott van pelt had a yep. had a uh did you have that you have that tweet or you remember what he said uh he said game? like if if you don't care something along the lines of i don't want to misquote him but if you don't care then neither will we yeah. basically we the fans like and I, I hate to sound like an old man like yelling at the clouds but we we don't really care no. seriously we don't care anymore about the i can't speak for everyone but the nba all-star game the all-star festivities it's like a, the pa a pastime the, the three-point competition is awesome i mm -hmm. think it always has been because you have guys trying but like when when yeah. scotty barnes is chucking up uh half court shots not looking when you have anthony edwards shooting with his left hand yeah and i know a lot of players view this as a break mm -hmm. but there has to be some sort of incentive or don't make it an incentive it has to be back on the players to want to bring this all-star game back to where it should be like the dunk contest had fallen off years but like aaron yeah. gordon and zach levine yeah. got in there okay. and they brought it back and that was electric mm -hmm. and that was i think like 2015 2016 it was one of the i think one of the best nba dunk contests in the history mm -hmm. of the competition like it had the flair it had um the names it was awesome but like half the guys that are participating now yeah. i feel like the casual basketball fan might not mm -hmm. even know yeah. who they are they literally just bring yeah. up matt well Every year, yeah, to, to do the dunk contest I love and then send it back, which he's awesome. Like, but and he can still, jam. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Go ahead. It's Brad. really. So I was just gonna say. So a healthy amount of votes have come in. Eighty-five percent are saying that Major League Baseball is has the best All-Star experience in all of sports. NFL got one whole vote. NBA got ten percent, and the NHL got zero percent, which I don't think is fair. I think the NHL actually. I disagree. Good, with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the NHL actually has a good All-Star experience. If you guys aren't in the in the and hockey, I get that, but the experience itself is actually pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I will say is, and I, I understand like wanting to protect your body and all that good stuff. But Larry Bird, I, when he was talking about it, talked about how he, you know, it, he, it was it was about the fans, the fan experience, and we mm -hmm. talked about mm -hmm. this before we came on about how expensive it is to actually go to one of these NBA All Star games. And I don't know what the pricing is for NFL, but like you spend all this money to go and see the players put the put actual effort into it and then they don't and it's just like what did i even pay for you know and so i don't know what 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 they have to do and, and nick you're obviously in the nfl you know uh kind of like how how that's kind of evolved and it's not really anywhere near what it used to be now i'm not saying that you got to go there and level a guy but i mean at least make it competitive to where it's fun you got the best players in the world going against each other and you want to see a good game it's just it's just not fun to watch yeah, I got I got a question for you, Nick, here in a second. But Rocco, mm -hmm. you had a you had a. I actually up. wanted to ask Nick something as well. You're a popular guy today, it seems uh -huh. like. But no, no, I wanted Feel to like. So Kobe, Kobe yeah. dropped the line. Um, it, this was, I mean, years ago. He said, and I, I forget which year it was, but he's like, it's recirculating this year especially. Mm -hmm. It was like guys try harder in pickup games at UCLA yeah. than they do in the All Star game. It's 
if you're afraid of getting hurt, I'm not a professional athlete, yeah. obviously. Like, look at me, I'm not. But no, I feel I like it could, it, th these things can happen anywhere. Like injuries can happen. I, I get like, okay, you don't want to do it in a meaningless game. But Nick, am I wrong in saying like, in, in kind of saying this is like, you can get hurt anywhere. It happens. It's like injuries happen. But like playing in the all-star game, it's you're, you're playing basketball. You're playing yeah. what you do. You're playing what you love. So like yeah, I, the, I get like taking it easy a little bit, but not as yeah. easy as these guys are. It, it's it's a little bit tougher, you know, with basketball and baseball, just because you have it in the middle of the season. And, yeah. And you know, in the NFL, obviously the Pro Bowls at the end of the year, they've totally restructured how that is handled with the flag football and all the skills competitions and stuff like that. I think they realized that the the game itself was kind of blah. Like you know, guys mm -hmm. guys were really in football is you know you can get seriously injured, yeah. but I feel like a lot of times injuries happen when guys are like holding back because they're they're not as focused maybe they're not as locked in i mean as an you know as an athlete i understand you know why you you don't want to go that hard in the middle of the season and and there's definitely probably some pay incentive where you have to participate in the game in order to get paid um and i know that's how it works for us you have to participate in order to get the bonus for making it to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Um. So you know, if you want the money, then you're kind of forcing your hand. But you would love to see them try harder. But as a player, it's like you almost want them to just like have a rock paper scissors contest or yeah. something, so that just do something that's not maybe like less impactful that guys will actually try hard at and like. Mm -hmm put some effort into it because like you know when you score 300 and nearly 400 points in basketball in a in one game that's kind of that's just kind of garbage in my opinion well, but it wasn't what? it wasn't always like this yeah though. well like, I was guys, say, yeah. but the, the mentality is way different I mean, well, okay look I, I was gonna say this with the nba all-star game was if you, when they did like the uh got to a certain point and they'd be like the first team to whatever number elam ending yeah. Yeah. yeah so there was a a moment there where you went okay maybe the nba all-star game they figured it out right and then it kind of went back to whatever it was last night. And here's the other part. Let's just be honest. If you're a fan of the teams, if uh, Damian Lillard was the MVP last night, right? He won the MVP award. Yeah. If mm -hmm. Damian Lillard gets hurt in this game and he's not on the Bucks, Bucks fans are going to be so much more pissed that they don't have Damian Lillard than if he was he playing won. the yeah, All-Star yeah. game, right? So, like, that's the the touch and go. But you, to your guy's point, you know, what do you exactly do? The NFL just said, hey, we're done. Mm -hmm. like, because that that sport is way too physical to do that out on a, on a consistent basis. But you're right. The F, it just felt like the players' effort levels had dropped. In baseball, there, you, you got to go out and play. Yeah. Has there ever go, been, go ahead. No, sorry. It was has there ever been a, a season-ending injury from someone playing in the NBA All-Star game? I don't think. I know that D Wade broke Kobe's nose in the All-Star game, but that wasn't a season-ending injury. He just wore a mask. I don't think there has been. I mean, not to my knowledge, at least. Yeah. So no, that fact check that. Yeah. I guess that's my point is just like, like you know, I, I don't know. It just seems as if kind of what to what Nick was saying, if you if you pull back a little bit, it actually brings on a higher risk for injury rather than just playing it. I mean, yeah, you had, you had the bigger players back in the day. And like, I don't want to sound like, you know, get off my lawn type of dude, but it's just like, <laughs> well, Rocco already has. I already so did don't, that don't for don't you, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. The 90s, a different yeah. age. I grew sure. up watching the NBA in the 90s and it was just such a different game for a lot of different reasons. But like, I just feel as if, the game was more popular, at least in the United States, and everybody was like, couldn't wait to not just watch Jordan, but like everybody else—Patrick Ewing, Sean Bradley, George Maristan, all these other guys. It was just—I don't know. 
way different than it is now. I don't know if anybody's looking forward to watching one particular guy play other than maybe LeBron. Yeah. It would even be better if like eight of the guys on the court got out of the way and he just did a one-on-one thing. Just one yeah, that one, was, that was, one, saw, one possession yeah. of LeBron and, and whoever, LeBron yeah. and Giannis going one-on-one, then another guy yep. takes like Embiid and Jokic do it for one possession, and it's one possession of that. I think even that'd be better than yeah. what we saw. Dude, I saw Twitter went off. It was like there was somebody that suggested doing that. There was someone that suggested doing, and players would not agree with this at all, but having the in-season tournament final instead of the All-Star game. But yes. players view it as the I All-Star always- break. And I, would, I don't I think would, they'd agree. Yeah, to that. I, I think mean, that would be way better. Just make, it would be. It, the incentive thing is what I, I mean. At this point, is do you make it for home court in the finals? I think that's the thing that yeah. I've seen circulating the most. Of like that's baseball, right? Uh, yeah, no it longer. It it's not like that anymore. No. I will say that? my favorite Twitter one is like obviously what happened, but is the losing team. The players have to like anonymously vote on one player on their team and they can never make another all-star game again. <laughs> well, they do. Uh, I know the NFL does, uh, it, it does a pay incentive. So like the team yeah, that actually right. wins, gets yeah. double what the other team, the mm-hmm. losing team gets similar to what they do in the Super Bowl. So there is a little bit of that. Now the NFL got away from the game and they moved into a more fan centric environment where there's, it's a longer experience. It's more, it's now basically from Tuesday to Sunday and the fans have access to the players more often and guys are more willing to do it because especially like like this year we you know team loses the AFC championship when you have to go play another football game the very next week yeah. a lot of guys aren't doing that mm-hmm. like a lot of these dudes especially the guys that go you know they're making all that money they, they're like dude what's another 40 grand like i'm not going to go and do that but now it's not very physical so you know like linemen they don't really do anything in the in the five yeah, football game right. so they do a couple right. skills challenges and then you take your family to disney world and they rent out disney world and stuff like that so more guys are willing to go there and be around the people the fans and the fans get a better experience and, and and they're able to interact with the players more i think than maybe if they had the game well you know and it kind of reminded me they had a, a snap challenge like they I, did. I want to see a nick moore snap off in bring the, it up in the i would have won bowl. that too ross get nick moore to the pro bowl this is get what i'm there. saying we're getting there, there. Dude, next yeah, year we're it's starting because it's, it's a snap not a hike right <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a but difference. it was it was it was uh sinners and long snapper and oh. uh ross let me down um uh, jacksonville afc long snapper did did not do so hot i heard i didn't watch the event but um I don't think we won that. I think the NFC won that championship, but I would have dominated. Yeah. The snap tack toe from two years ago yeah. was actually pretty cool. Morgan Cox ended up winning that, but that was actually pretty <laughs> hype because they were having to snap. It was 15 yards, and you were having to snap like the the Morgan won by hitting the top thing that was like all the way at the top of the upright. So like you're actually yeah. snapping, you know, the living shit out of the ball to yeah. get it to go all the way up there. So what's your that with kickers and the kick the kick tack the kick tack the kick the kick tack kick tack toe. Did Linderbaum do the long snap thing? Yeah so all the it was centers and uh, long, long snappers in the snap thing. Did you let him know how he did afterwards? Because I, I haven't I I saw him la- uh the week after so we, he came over to my house right before the Super Bowl, and he said he did pretty good. I didn't actually watch the event. Um, did he not do good? We just need a breakdown video. Of yeah, that would be I mean, so. Cool. Like, that might be the next I'll be one. glad. Hey, to, yeah, that's what we're gonna do next year yeah. on, on the monitor here. Nick's and gonna break down some snaps. I'll break down <laughs> Tyler's because he's he came to me 
and came over for dinner and he was like i should have been a long snapper <laughs> i don't know what that means but you're doing all right at center but you stay yeah. on you stay yeah, at please center. please stay at center yeah i think tyler's got it down but the, yeah. nick, the nick Moore revenge tour in 2024 is gonna oh, yeah. be fun to watch we're coming for that also one, speaking of all-star games it should i guess bob nightingale from usa today today announced that the orioles are rumored to be the favorites for 2029 so they announced like three oh, to host the yeah game? so they announced i guess 27 28 and 29 today at least the rumored favorites and oriel park at camden yards is i guess penciled in for 2029 i'll believe it when, when was the it. last yeah. time has it ever been here before yeah, so, so like, it was 1993 yeah. the one year after it opened in 92 okay and so which makes sense so yeah. to give context though the seattle mariners have had two all-star games during that time like the orioles have been skipped over a, a lot yeah. way too much so and that's um, why and people argue because of the ballpark itself people would argue that camden yards is one of the top five best ballparks i love yeah i love top, yeah, i think top it's range. such an iconic yeah well yeah, i wonder but, how much the uh you know. lease had to do with that because you couldn't technically until the lease was agreed upon and stuff like it's hard for mlb to say okay we're having it camden yards in 2025 but yeah. you know two years ago it's like well the lease is up by then so yeah, it's right. you know i guess maybe that's why it was towards the end skipped out on but i know it's well it's like i know in the nfl like we'll never have a super bowl here because you're not allowed to they're yeah. not, the ravens are after the new york debacle because it's yeah. it, i think a lot of it is baseball is better because it's in the summertime so it's you know it's warm and, yeah, anyway. and weather's not an issue but I know when they had the Super Bowl in New York, like the off-field stuff for the fans, they, they saw significant revenue loss with, right. like, just because the weather was so bad, they weren't having as they weren't getting as much traction um, with some of the events that they had going on around. Because it's a week long for yeah. us, it's a week long deal in the Super Bowl. Um, but you know, hopefully Baltimore can get. I think it would be sick to. I haven't been to the All Star festivities since they were in Atlanta. So we need. So what we're saying is we need it back here, and hopefully the Orioles will be very good. Also, like we expect them to be. Yeah, yeah. Continue to trend up. Five the next six years. Maybe we're hosting a a World Series here pretty soon. Yeah. Hey, you heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Write it down. (laughs) Write that down. Write that down. Uh, Before we move into more, speaking of other Ravens news and and football news and even Orioles, I think we have one more topic, Brad. I think Larry Bird said something else about uh, current NBA players because some people are saying. That this and this is the debate we've heard for the longest time, though, right, Brad, with LeBron James and where he stands in the hierarchy of NBA players. Yeah, the guy who's never actually participated in the slam dunk co- contest either, by the way. Um, mm. But that'll be that'll be for another conversation. But yeah, Larry Bird apparently made a pretty bold statement. I think he said it and then tried to backpedal a little bit. But you guys be the judge. Listen to this. So quit whining about LeBron. Enjoy him while he's here. He, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest ever. Okay, so I'd like to say this about it. First off, I, I love the fact of just saying, let's enjoy greatness. I hate when yeah. we always have yeah. to compare of saying, well, this guy's not good enough. They, they, the, the great ones come and go, just like that, and it's over. Mm-hmm. So enjoy LeBron. He's one of the greatest players out there. And I think Larry Bird's right. Is he the greatest of all time? That's Everyone's up for debate. Statistically, LeBron's going to be up there in almost every different category. But what do you care more about? Is it rings? Is it the the iconic legacy you've left behind, or or are you just a Jordan lover and a LeBron hater? You know, it, it can go every which way. Also, probably the funniest thing with LeBron's side note is when he said 50-50 retirement uh, tour, and everyone's like, you know, saw something about someone saying like, well, uh, it's a restaurant. They're open seven days a week. They always serve alcohol. It's like 
50-50 we're serving beer tomorrow night. 50-50 that we're doing this show tonight. You know, meaning that more times than not, it's happening or 100% yeah. of the time it's happening. Well, guys, we're on time. 50-50 we're on time. You're, you're, you're darn right. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's so pull, by the way, I, so I, I do have a poll out on this, uh, just asking uh, who is the greatest NBA player of all time. I figured it'd be appropriate since we were talking about it. I put LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, and then had somebody, you know, just kind of put a fill in a fill in the blank, uh, right? Yours in the comments and zero votes for, for LeBron. But I think a lot of that just has to do with opinion on how you feel about him personally, but that's neither here nor there. 82% had Jordan, 18% had Kobe. Kobe is my greatest of all time, by the way, like Jordan. Yes, of course. But Kobe was just like Jordan 2.0 and we can have that conversation all day long. But, uh, but yeah, Kobe was my, was, was my guy. Um, and well, so I do, I, I'm assuming everybody else is Jordan, but if you guys want to go around the, go around the studio. Well, before we do that real quickly, giving you like context here, and this is what it goes down to rolling with rock saying I'd never really followed basketball, but Jordan, he felt like transcended basketball more than LeBron. That's a, yeah. that's a case. Magic Johnson would have won more championship and had astronomical assets or assist stats. If he did not retire, tire early of his situation medically. Uh, yeah. so all right, we'll go around real quickly. You guys can each pick. Zach, we'll start with you. Go around. We don't have to take yeah. long with this. No, I'm Jordan. I've, I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm Yeah, he's been pretty vocal about Jordan. Yeah, no, I'm very vocal about that because remember LeBron broke the scoring record on my 23rd birthday going into my Jordan year, and that just couldn't believe you, Really it. rubbed <laughs> you the wrong way. Is that why you're not? Well, no, it was always like, <laughs> always been Jordan. Then that was, I feel like, LeBron's personal yeah, shot at me. Top, so yeah. I think now there's two ways. He came after you. Yeah, like before it was just a one-way beef being LeBron, but now no, I think it's, it's two-way. Yeah. Now it, it, made all, it, personal. it, it yeah. all makes sense now. Yeah, Rock, yeah. where do you stand? How many uh, Jordan games did you get to watch? Like All of them. Played? What are you talking about? Is that, when were you born again? All of them live? <laughs> 2,000 and? Yeah, no, 2,000. <laughs> 2,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, no and. It's not a compound sentence. Don't worry. What you got, Rocco? Rock, what you got? I'm not, I'm not going to pick one. I'm just not. It's like, no, I'm, I don't. I just, God, it's like, I hate this. is such a tired, the GOAT, the the goat the conversation screen. in basketball is such a tired argument. Why do we keep bringing I agree they are They are the two well, greats, in my opinion, and they are LeBron and Jordan, like of all time. Okay. It's it's a okay. two-horse race right there, and those are the two guys. You, you can, you can put, I love, I loved Kobe. I loved watching him. He's one of my favorite basketball players. But those two, what they've done, I wish we could just do this by eras. There were greatest of their eras, and Jordan and LeBron in their respective eras would be the greatest of their respective eras at that point in time. You know what? I was that's gonna, like we're, we're never gonna we're never gonna well. know who would be better if they played like against each other. No, I was gonna we'll do Jordan. We'll I was gonna that. roast you for a second just because you gave the I don't want to give an answer, but then you actually gave a well-educated answer, Rocco, which was shocking. But it was really good. I'm Proud just saying, like, if they played, we're never going to get to see them play one on one. It's not going to happen. It's just like, it's I thought you were going to honestly, when you said neither, I thought you were going to be like, bring out this wild name. Giannis like, Bill, I was be, thought you were going to be like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Bill Russell. Yeah, honestly, we're talking champions. It's got to be Bill champions. Russell. All right, let's keep it moving. Kevin, what you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Jordan on this one. Uh, I'll go with Jordan. The 12 year old's yeah, with me, baby. I'm, I'm a Jordan <laughs> guy myself. Are we Jordan? sweeping here? Yeah, I got to go 23. I think I, I, the iconic nature, I'd have to say with Jordan as far as the, the transcending of the game and the growing of the game with what he's done. But I think LeBron James, I don't know if anyone's going to do what LeBron's doing at his age ever again. Oh, I, don't, no. I don't think that no. we're going to see like no. longevity. No. Longevity, like, yeah. longevity yeah. went to what home. nine straight NBA finals. Granted, yeah. they lost games like his greatness is is unmatched. It just depends on who you like. So Rocco, it was a really good answer. Uh, 
But it's going to be a debate that everyone's going to continue to talk about. It feels like forever. Ever. It'll never stop. I mean, Stephen the A. Fact, that's the fact that LeBron's won it with, what, three different teams? Yeah. He won it with the Cavs. He won it with the Lakers. And he won oh, it with the, the heat. heat. I mean, that's something that really speaks for itself, too, what he's been able to do. Yeah, but, it's, it's – Are I you not including yeah, Victor Rambanyama on this? Huh? Is Victor Wembanyama <laughs> not your top And third? this is when we, we move on now. All right. So <laughs> I'm if, doing it. If, if you're new to the channel here at the Ryan Ripken Show, we do it every Monday and Thursday. And then we have some special shows. Like, actually, last time Nick was on, we were talking with Cedric Mullins because Saturday Nick grew up, grew up with uh, Cedric playing high school baseball with him. Nick's currently NFL player, long snapping, and he snaps the ball. He doesn't hike it. Exactly. And then um, we were both on talking to Cedric. Cedric was my teammate in the minor leagues with the Baltimore Orioles. Now he's a starting outfielder <laughs> for the Orioles and a actual all-star as well um so that was fun we had a lot of great times so we're going to talk more orioles down the stretch but we will have special shows when we have special guests on um but let's go quickly because now we'll, we'll we'll jump into our sponsorship side of this because now we're going to jump into a little bit of baltimore and that's where a lot of people are showing up right is here what is going around the baltimore area so gentlemen if you guys don't mind hopping in your jeep <laughs> oh my god Kevin. kevin's got to reach the wheel <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Kevin looks like a little Got kid a driving a monster on, truck. On 40, He's dude. like up there. The seat's like, too yeah, low. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> Kevin, it's, it's almost like you're trying to control puppets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get, I'm going to get it down one day. I'm going to get it down. Oh, oh, driving a big rig. Drive the car. Down. Ten and two. What, Ten and two. What do you drive? Like Subaru. A, uh, I was going to say smart car. <laughs> Tesla, I, I, don't, I don't touch the wheel. It's a Tesla. <laughs> oh, All right. So we're riding the Jeep. And, and as always, we ride the Jeep for our sponsor, Adam's Jeep of Maryland, which has the great sign right behind Zach Boom, right there. Got it. got it correct. Adam's Jeep of Maryland. They're located up in Aberdeen, Maryland. Uh, proud sponsor of the Ryan Ripken Show. You're going to see them a lot throughout this baseball season. And I'm not kidding. If you need anything done, service, parts, repairs, or you're just looking for a new car, a new Jeep, they're so reliable. You guys should go check them out, and they are great. And let us let them know that uh, you heard it from the Ryan Ripken Show. They'll love that. And if you guys buy that that dang Oriole Bird Jeep, are we looking over? <laughs> if you guys buy this oh, Oriole Bird Jeep, buy that Jeep. We are all gonna go around with you guys. We're gonna go over yeah. Nick. We're going to Royal Farms. Hell yeah, we are. Get some fried chicken. Fried chicken. Could you? Can you hit? A, are you going to ask what I'm thinking? You're I'll say ask? Tuck and get no. us a fried chicken. Yeah, I was yeah, say, I was like, we can fried chicken in, in like, uh, coffee. Yeah, oh, yeah. He would like your plug him. for that. If yeah, I mean, farms. you would think, but yeah. so wait, well, no, you'll, you'll you'll also brunch at the Iron Rooster is what you're actually. Oh god! Oh, oh, make man. a full day of it. Don't give me full some roosters, bro. Don't get me going. We on. did oh. talk about that, and the Iron Rooster, by the way, opened up in College Park. They got more coming down there, and obviously, we have so much more coming with with them. Literally. Probably going to go visit there later this week. And we actually might have an Orioles event coming up with the Iron Rooster. So stop traffic if you Ooh. guys are interested. Stay tuned for that. That will be out on social media. But the Iron Rooster, they are fantastic. And we like good people. We And we, have, we like to uh, surround ourselves with good people. But we still have Rocco here. But overall, overall, uh, Iron Rooster, you can't... Kyle, what they're doing is absolutely incredible. And uh, what, Rocco, you can say a word. I'm just saying, man, that that honey fire sauce is life-changing. If you guys haven't had it, it is it is my favorite sauce in the world. Put it on. Did my mic just cut out? No, no. you're still on. All right. Oh, wow. I think Siri just picked up on that and is reading exactly what I'm saying right now. Uh, but I put it on eggs. I put it on sandwiches, everything. Shout out to Kyle. I mean, their food's amazing over there. I wanted to take my parents there, but it was it was so packed. Business was booming. That I didn't I didn't want to wait that day for the uh for the 
for the rest Why'd of you tell age. that story after you did end up telling it? Yeah. Humble brag. I wanted to go it was so, so packed. Badly, I didn't wait. Yeah, no. Yeah. It was it's, so packed. I had to go into work. Yeah, we get it. You work. All right, let's ride around Baltimore here for a second here. And so, first off, before we get into the Orioles news, which all the players reported officially, it's a full camp now down in Sarasota. Uh, but, Kevin, could you enlighten us a little bit here on the recent news? The Ravens have what? They're going to carry $8.3 million in dead money in 2024 yep. after they didn't reach the extensions with, you can talk about these four players, Kevin Zeitler, Gus Edwards, Rocky Sin, and Geno Stone. Can you just explain in layman's terms, what does that mean? Yeah, so with this dead money, you mentioned that Ravens are going to carry right, right around $8 million in the next season with the dead money. The deadline for those deals, if they wanted to avoid the acceleration on those void years on their deals, would have been today. So there were actually five players. Nelson Aguilar was one of them, but the Ooh. Ravens actually extended him. So Aguilar was slated to have a $1.6, $1.7 million dead cap hit. That's now gone because the Ravens actually extended him. But with Kevin Zeitler, with Gus Edwards, Rock Essane, and Geno Stone, you mentioned the $8 million there. Now Zeitler is the biggest by far. That's mm -hmm. a $4.3 million-ish dead cap hit they're going to carry. Now it doesn't mean that they can't be re-signed. But the fact that they didn't get the extension done knowing the dead cap hit was going to happen, and obviously Kevin's been pretty vocal that, hey, you know what, it'd be cool if he was to come back to Baltimore. It definitely takes the likelihood down that these guys are going to come back. Now, again, it's not out of the question altogether, but the Ravens might have to be looking for a new right guard here. And if they do actually sign elsewhere, the Ravens are still eligible for comp picks. So they weren't released. This wasn't anything new. It wasn't a move they made. It was just a deadline on their contract where they weren't signed to an extension by today. Mm -hmm. Those void years now happen. So if, if Zeitler resigns, they now have that $4.3 million dead cap hit plus whatever the cap yeah. hit is for his new contract. So I think that's where people are saying, well, why wouldn't you just sign him and get it done? Now, sometimes it just takes time. Right, the deadline's a deadline, but you don't have to hit it. And this wasn't a case where Zeitler's now ineligible or Geno Snow's now ineligible to sign with them. But that dead money's not going to go away for 2024. It's it's now on the the cap sheet for it, this year. It, it's on the book. But thank you for explaining that because yeah, I, big thing is does not mean that these Ravens are are done with and that they're going to come back. And, and Nick, you actually because you know Kevin Zeitler personally. First yeah. off, congrats, he finally got into the pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Job, Kevin. Yes, oh, boy. Kevin, well, well, well deserved. deserved. Well buddy. deserved. About, you. about damn time. Yeah. But obviously the Ravens want to bring him. Like the Ravens, <clears throat> you would hope, would want to bring him back. And it sounds like Kevin is still interested, still playing at a high level. Yeah, yeah. At, at, at one of the highest levels. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin loves it here. I think uh Baltimore is like the perfect fit. That guy loves football. You know, he meshes really well with uh, Harbs. He loves our, you know, our offensive scheme. He's done really well the last three years that he's been here. Um, one of the you know, one of the best cards in the league, one of the best people in the league. Um, I would love to see him back. I think he's a phenomenal player, a uh, great guy. And, you know, he's a, he's expensive, you know, and that's just the nature of a guy who plays 12 years in the league. You're going to cost a lot of money. Um, and when you give, you know, with Lamar's contract and some other guys, it's hard to spread that money around. So hopefully we can get some worked out with Kevin, get him back here next season. I'd love to have him and I would hate to watch him leave. But, you know, I understand from the business side of the game, they got to make it work with uh, now that we're having that hit and some other hits. We got to make it work with our salary cap. That, that's that's how it goes. That is the business of the mm -hmm. NFL. And isn't Zeitler also the one when it came to the win cam or whatever after the game? He just gave the thumbs up yeah, every yeah. time. But, but, <laughs> yeah, Kevin's he's not uh, the most vocal guy out there. So I, I'm all about a good thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I'm cool with it. That. Works. 
Hey, Rocco, can you do a thumbs up for a second? See, that does the trick. That's all we need. Got straight face thumb up. That's all we need. Uh, before we dive into a little bit more about the Ravens free agency, Brad, you have a recent uh, new pull-up? Yeah, right now I got to pull up about free agency. I said most, the most important free agent the Ravens need to sign, and there's a ton of them. And I might have we, we might have to have a, revisit this poll. But I, right now I have Justin Matabike, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Jadavian Clowney, J.K. Dobbins, Patrick Queen. It's pretty even across the board between all four of those guys. So, and and that's something that's, that you, uh, you're those not, are tough. Those you're, are tough picks. You're not going to be able to keep all of them. But I think last no. thing, Rocco had one more quote with Kevin Zeitler you wanted to share, Rock. Yeah, you you talked about how it's like the perfect fit for him, Nick. Like after the AFC Championship game, like they did the locker room availability, and uh, he was asked in there about his future, and he said, "This is his quote: I'm ready to roll. Obviously, I want to be back as a Baltimore Raven. There's no doubt about that." Love my time here. I love the people here. Love my teammates here. And I want to keep playing with them. Hopefully that business side of football can be figured out nice and quick. We can get that taken care of. But whatever happens, I'm ready to roll. Hey. So there you have it. He wants to be a Baltimore Raven. I think he the Ravens will have him back. But, yeah, yeah he said. Yep, that's, that, that's the hope, right? But also at this part of his career, he wants to probably still have a t- chance to win a Super Bowl, be a part of a contender. That that's At this yeah. point, it's either – you get a big contract or you're trying to win, or maybe some team's going to give you both. That's the other thing. But we do know on a side note here, we do know, Kevin, you brought up Nelson Aguilar. Nelly's coming back. So of all the questions in the wide receiver room with the Ravens, at least, or you don't know what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr. um, Nelson Aguilar proved solid player for the Ravens last year. And Nick, I mean, you got more of the experience too. I mean, I think it's great having continuity, having another guy like him come back. Who's a veteran. Yeah, I agree. I think Nelson, you know, going into his 10th year this season, had a, I mean, wasn't as productive maybe as, as you know, he would have liked, but I thought he played really well when yeah. he got opportunities. Um, I think he could be a very stout leader in that in that wide receiver room with some young guys that we have and bring them up to the level that, you know, we can, they can all get to the top, top of their game. Um, I like that move. And Nelson was the first guy I talked to after I tore my Achilles. I saw him first guy when I walked in outside of Justin and, and Jordan. And he's just an all-around great teammate, great locker room guy, really includes everyone, tries to get, you know, he's always doing stuff, having parties, hanging out, inviting people over. So he's, he's, he's always trying to get the team together and and get some camaraderie and some chemistry going with the guys. And, you know, I, I love that they brought him back. I think it's a good move for the team. I think there's other parts that, you know, obviously the stats aren't going to show. And, like, you go back to the Rams game and the big – video that went viral was before Zay Flowers touchdown Aguilar goes into the huddle and tells Lamar hey I'm, when I run this route that safety is going to follow me leaving Zay open and you literally see in the video Aguilar Nelly runs the route and before Zay even catches it Nelson's turning around with his hands up knowing mm-hmm. that the safety followed him and that yeah. Zay's wide open in the end zone so it's you're not just paying for, okay, what are the production on the field? There's so much, like you talked about, that camaraderie, that you know, just being a great teammate, being a leader in there with a veteran presence for that young receiving core. You know, that stuff's invaluable when you come. You know, talk about you know X's and or dollar signs. Yeah, and you, being well, a good guy matters. Go ahead. Yeah. Jeff. Well, for me, I was just gonna say you could tell in that clip Lamar was listening. Like yeah. it wasn't just like okay, dude. Like sure, but he yeah. he was he trusts. Nelson and you could tell that they established a connection over the course of the year and then he was just like he was in big spots all the time and just making plays I mean that that tip drill that they had against the Bengals on Thursday night football 
he was just he was there right place right time made a bunch of really big plays i mean look 370 plus yards and four touchdowns isn't going to wow you from a box score perspective but a lot of his plays were big and timely and not to mention the stuff that we've talked about was off the field presence i think that like he signed a one-year six million dollar deal last offseason i think it was a great deal for him especially and i don't think the terms have been released at the time of this yeah. so I'm, not, I'm not sure if they have or not but even if it's the same deal i'll, I'll take that again for that mm. same on-field yeah. and off-field impact yeah. That's a guy you need around him. He's what I think he's won two Super Bowls with uh, Philly and New England, mm -hmm. and that's where we want to get to. I think having a guy in the locker room that's been there, done that. We don't have very many of those guys, so adding another guy, uh, keeping him on the roster definitely helps. Yeah, I mean, and if you hear ironically, then the two free agent signs as far as money costs go, not that the Ravens drafted. I'm talking about Bateman and Flowers are the two drafted Ravens that they had, mm -hmm. but Aguilar and Odell Beckham Jr. coming in that cost more money. You're signing them to come to Baltimore. Those guys, number wise, aren't gonna you know, light up the stat sheet, but you can't quantify what their impact was for the team. That's what essentially yeah. everyone's saying. We talked about it everywhere else. Like you need guys that that keep keep the calm, keep things comfortable, especially with guys that haven't maybe been in those situations. Like, yeah, and, and you want good people around. That's yeah. the biggest thing. I mean, look what? at look at Odell and, and Zay at the in that AFC championship game when Zay's trying to make a play, fumbles, you know, fumbles the ball. Everybody knows how that ended up, but that leadership and going up to him, you know, kind of, I don't want to say consoling him in that environment, but calming mm -hmm. him down because his emotions were extremely high as, as it was obvious for everybody. And, you know, it's it's frustrating because you're trying to do your job, you're trying to make a play for the team, you're trying to win. Unfortunately, something bad happens. How do you respond and react from that? And I think Odell, you know, he's done that numerous times throughout his career, um, you know, basically being that shoulder for guys and having that voice of like, Hey dude, sorry, man, you, you, you're, you're working your tail off. You're trying to make a play. And unfortunately it didn't go our way this time. And, and that's okay. And that's part of the game. And that's, yeah, I had a baseball coach that would say that's the nature of the beast. And we need, you need those veterans like that, especially when you have young guys and even bait hasn't, yeah. this was his, you know, he hasn't played a lot of football. This is third year. Yeah. And then he missed a, a significant mm -hmm. amount of time in his first two years. So, we definitely need that leadership in that in that room, and I think Nelson's a perfect fit. I agree. You know, it'd be interesting though, because we're talking about free agents and everything of who's staying in Baltimore, who's going to be re-signed. How about this this rumor swirling, and apparently is swirling around the trade deadline. And uh, Nick, I'm I'm assuming this player <laughs> did the exact he did the exact same workouts you did for your Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So for those that yeah, for yeah. those that don't know, the, the Derrick Henry rumors. Continue. I mean, there's just, nothing really behind it, right? It's just people talking about mm -hmm. where are the fits, what works, uh, but everything. I think RG3 was even beating yep. the drum to it that what would be a good fit is Derrick Henry. Oh, are you guys worried about mileage on him? Have you seen his workouts, by the way? Like, that dude doesn't look like he's breaking down anytime soon. But, I mean, I'm kind of buying it. I'm, I am I know nothing to go off of, but yeah. he just feels like he, he's gonna, he could very well be a rape. There was definitely some talk. I mean, I, I have some friends on the Titans – and have been around for a long time and it's it's there was so much talk that there was no way that there wasn't something going on yeah too, like too the, much there's yeah, too there, much there was too many rumors. Yeah, yeah exactly so yeah. it was like you know all this talk about Derek. there's got to be they were trying to wheel and deal something mm -hmm. I, I would imagine to me Derek, you know i said this kind of during the season the if you got Derek, we have to get rid of gus they're like in my yeah. opinion they're the same player Mm -hmm. like they're downhill they're touchdown scorers they don't you know they don't wow you in the open field with catching balls and things like that they can do it but their bread and butter is 
give me the rock. Let me get, run a power. Let me run a lead. Let me run an ISO and get my get going downfield. And so now with the potential, you know, not picking up Gus's contract, mm -hmm. the Derek thing is definitely looking more and more. I feel like he's for sure going to be out of Tennessee. I don't think he's going yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, I think he's done. There. Well, he had, he had uh, the farewell. He like he, yeah, he said yeah. thank you to everyone. That's usually the telling sign. They got a new yeah. head coach coming in. And Derek, it's not that he's a young running back anymore. No. But again, when he's working out, it's like what uh, I mean. His workouts are still Unreal. ridiculous, Unreal. stupid. I mean, I I tweeted out earlier today. I, at this point, it almost feels like penciling Derek Henry in at the running spot position for the Ravens. The way that you know we talk about when there's smoke, usually there's fire. There is so much smoke going on about this stuff. It's you been know, months. Yeah, too. before the deadline, then it was. Yeah. Oh, they agreed on something and it was vetoed. And then it was mm -hmm. like, okay, the Ravens still want a you know a running back with pedigree and they are connected to each other in every update and or report. And it really does just feel like at this point, you know, does it happen? I'm not sure, but they it seems will be talking yeah. and there will be mutual interest from report. I feel like something has to happen in that room for us because you know, Keaton's gonna be out for mm -hmm. a while. Gus is gone. Um, Gus, they're not bringing, you know, they, they yeah. didn't pick up his contract, so likelihood of him coming back is pretty low. Uh, JK's Gus, coming off a torn Achilles. What he's also a free agent. Him? They didn't pick up his fifth. You know, a guy who also hasn't played a ton. Mm -hmm. Great football player, and I love JK. But that's just the reality. And then we got, just, you know, what we're left with is Justice Hill right now, yep. which also an unbelievable player and can and showed this year. I think he can do a lot of stuff, especially on third down, yeah. being a running back. But we got to have – we run yeah. the ball. I think even Justice Hill could probably tell you that uh, a room where he is the only running back on the roster would probably <laughs> not, not, not It would probably yeah, not, not go well. If that was the case, you probably hit your three-touchdown prop a bunch oh, more yeah. times. <laughs> and then I think another guy that no one's talking about much is what happens with Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Because yeah, that exactly. is a guy – that's a veteran that, you know, kind of falls between the cracks. Like, yeah, he was only here for a few weeks, but it seemed like he really enjoyed his time here. And definitely if there was an offer – you know, a competitive offer. I could definitely see them yeah. bringing him back for sure, especially you know, with the injuries and stuff yeah, that we have. I think so. You sure. know what I could also see happening too? If, when actually, when we get closer to the draft and we got this monitor here and free agency, all that, the amount of stuff we're going to do up here, which is going to be so much fun. But I just feel it's going to be a battle between the Harbaugh's for Blake Corum out of Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I just have like a feeling, mm -hmm. where is he going? Is he going to LA or is he going to Baltimore? <laughs> That's actually like where yeah. I think, like I think that, the draft is a, is a serious possibility for the team. They're always looking to upgrade, and mm -hmm. we're finding out you can never have enough depth at the position, and you can turn it over quickly. And that I don't like the devalue the running back position because we've seen how great Derrick Henry's been. You see the dynamic play of, of Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor, and I know I'm not talking about every back, but you get my point, right? We've yeah. had some – I mean, we've had a lot of movement mm -hmm. yeah. the last four years since I've been on the team in the running back room. We've had a lot of injuries. We've had a lot of guys – I mean, I feel like we've had Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook. I mean, all the we, it's just been like a, it's a revolving door. We had, um, oh my God, what was the running back for the Falcons? The uh, Devonta Freeman. Yeah, yeah Devonta Freeman. Freeman. My guy, that's my guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we had so we've had so many guys coming in that door. Todd Gurley came in for a workout. And we've just we've had unfortunate series of, of events with our running backs. So we're definitely going to look to to add protection there. I think, I think there, something's going to change in the room. I mean, I don't think yeah. you bring every single guy back and look, Gus, Gus has been the beacon of consistency for the Ravens over the course of his career. But we can say, I mean, his yards per carry averages here fell off by almost a full yard. And you know, I know, Oh, it's only one yard, but it's per carry. That, that's, that's a lot. And I'm not saying Gus was bad this year. I mean, obviously yeah, he was a 
big guy in the red zone is yeah he scored a lot of one yard he, he did not have more than six touchdowns in the season before this year 13 yeah, yeah. just all, skyrocket more than double and the thing with jk is i just i just think that sometimes fresh starts are good i think jk is going to be really good i just don't know if it's going to be in baltimore i just don't i yeah. just think that ship might have sailed which is unfortunate because i think he still has that potential but I just think for both sides, maybe JK's like, look, I just need to get out of here and, and oh, get a fresh start. Yeah. And for the Ravens, it's like the whole hold, hold out. I don't know what it was officially. The holding in while holding out. That's which is my new yeah. favorite variation of holdouts. Is the yeah, hold, yeah. In. hold in. The hold in. <laughs> hold in. The, the, I'm going to practice and do everything, but except some things I'm not going to do. But, but you know what stinks with that? Like JK, when the Ravens drafted him, he's probably one of the players I was most excited about that came mm -hmm. to Baltimore. Yeah, he was six but, yards of carry his rookie year. Every day. Yeah, he was, he, that 2020 season, man, he was a good, Unreal. He was a really good Unreal. player. I wouldn't even say just coming out of the draft. I would say going into every single year since mm -hmm. he's been here, he's been one of the most exciting. Even coming to this year, it was yeah. J.K. Dobbins' revenge tour. How's J.K. Yeah, yeah. going to do, you know, coming off this knee? Every year, it's like, okay, you know. He played good in that yeah, first game, too. Exactly. Like he yeah, scored he a scored, oh, touch. Oh, he yes. played well. He was he like, played he looked so really well. good. And then he looked like J.K. Dobbins. Just a shitty deal. I mean, it, I went through the okay. same thing. It's, fucking Achilles, man. It's yeah, sucks, bro. Dude. It's, it's, you know, all the best players in the league were getting it this year. I mean, it's just yeah, ridiculous. Nick Moore, I mean, top of yeah. the list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, actually, I was going to say, besides J.K. Dobbins coming to the Ravens, that being excited, Nick Moore coming to the Ravens. Like, huge. Like, I was huge. fired up. It was huge news. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And, and here we are. Here we are. Exactly. And, and does Justin Tucker still hold the record for longest field goal? He does. We're Who still snapped the, books, the damn baby. ball? Your boy. Dude, I think 66. Zach is book. more fired up. Like, Zach was fired up for Andrews to come back. Like, he was tweeting, yeah. like, it was the uh, little Yachty, like, when he's coming yeah. out of the uh, under the stage to, like, the big <laughs> yeah. crowd. He's like Mark Andrews in the AFC Championship game, like, when he returns. I'm going to do all that for Nick That's Warner like the oh, tweets yeah. for you are going to be out of control. I don't really need to be. Like, Unreal. it's going to be ridiculous. Like there, there's the NFL good, is never going to see a long. I think there's a good chance. Like, in 2024, we start a petition. I mean, the petition's been started. I, I guarantee you, you will be getting going to the Pro Bowl this year. Exactly. <laughs> well, like it's happening. We, we got to get. Right. We got to get Nick Moore trending on X. Oh, we will. Yeah, the Twitterless Nick Moore on X. Yeah. Well, that's your hey, first X problem. We got. We got. That's get, the yeah. first step. That's the first. Yeah. Step. It's all right. Well, there we can go. get. You can take one of Zach's like 15 burner accounts. So <laughs> yeah. it's all good. Give me the Nick Moore. You can just I'll hand over the Nick. Page. And those That's are Zach those, handle everything. Those are actually preloaded with a hundred drafts. For yeah. you. So you get, <laughs> I already got all my tweets. He's, up for the next He's a sick man. I, I don't know if you realize this. It's a I disease. Just, I always got something in the holster. You really do, mate, hey, Brad. What do you got in the holster for us right now? Ooh, uh, good I like that. Was that was well done. Woo. Look, we're, we're we're going away from sports a little bit on the, on the poll, on the polls for the stream uh, tonight. And uh, I decided to go with greatest sitcom of all time. And you probably could name a bunch of them outside of four. But I went with Seinfeld, Friends, MASH, and The Office. So right. far, so far, Seinfeld has 38% of the vote, which, eh, I mean, listen, Seinfeld's a great show. Uh, MASH, MASH out of these four was, was mine. Was your choice? I, I'm a Friends guy. I used to not watch Friends growing up. I'm, I'm a big Friends guy. My wife loves friends, so so yeah, that's why like, we're gonna be friends. Yeah, like, exactly. That's why we got that's, along the first yeah. time. We Which met, I do. I, I really enjoyed watching Friends. I I haven't seen a whole lot of Mash or Seinfeld. Uh, my dad loves Seinfeld, but uh, and then what was the, I don't even the Office? The, oh, the the office. The, I've never watched that. On that is crazy. I've never watched. That. I love The Office. Yeah, yeah. The I office definitely think it's like, is mine. Office is my pick, no doubt. 
Kevin, I think it could be an age thing for sure. But yeah, yeah I mean, when I I haven't seen Friends all the way through, but when I watched it, like I audibly like chuckled at some. Like sometimes yeah. you're like, oh, this show is so funny, but you just sit there stone faced. Like the whole yeah. like Friends actually like invoked a reaction. I mean, the only one I've seen all the way all the way through is The Office, which so. I I will pick The Office just because that's the only one I've seen all the way through. I think I think the office Seinfeld is definitely a popular one. Mm -hmm. Definitely for the it's hilarious. I know like Rocco, not sitcom wise. I know you're a big Sopranos guy, right? I, yeah, he put so that if in the I, yeah. If, 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 that I have a, if I have a child, <laughs> my firstborn son is going to be named Tony Soprano DeSangro. It's, it's done. It's done and over. It's just going to happen that way. Yeah. It's like I love the Sopranos that much. Yeah. So like first name Tony, middle name Soprano. Yeah, no, I got, I got how the, I got that's a yeah. lot of Italian. I think that's a perfect like. I, did you think Italian I got name, his, like, his first name is so, gonna, Tony instead Soprano? Of, <laughs> instead of drinking like milk out of a bottle, he's gonna be eating gabagool with his bare hands. With with the with red wine. Thanks to Jason. With the gabagool. With the whip snakes hat on too. Yeah, there we go. Day one. I thank you, Jason. I agree. Anyone who did not pick the office should be fired immediately. Oh, how many times do you do this though? Rocco, like the Tommy D, the oh, I loved it. I loved it when yeah, it was how going many times on. Do you do it's that? like, well, so hold, also hold on, Zach. You never watched Jordan play, but he's the greatest of all time. But you never watched MASH either. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it has nothing on the office. It's, it still bothers you know, me. You can't, you can't say that if you haven't watched it, correct. Okay. I haven't watched MASH either, but I'm not going to say I was MASH gonna stinks say, or MASH is great. Where did I say MASH stinks or MASH is great? You just like I oh just no. said the office was the you're you're a big you, you agreed you're with big on recency buys. Whoever yeah. didn't think the office needs to be fired after the show, but you did you have no context yes. because you don't have them you because the office is just that much man. better than and it's the greatest show of all time. I gotta Jason's wait, the man. wait a second. What a guy Hold greatest on. show of all time. Let, let's let's go to this greatest <laughs> show of all, all time. time. The office. Do you know how many TV shows there That's are not, on the planet? Not, yeah, in the history of the world. What would yours be? Wait. Greatest show of all yeah. time. I mean, Band of Brothers has got to be up there. Oh my! So it's a damn good show. It's, it's a yeah, damn good show. That I mean, literally is what my father show. would say. No, That's what my dude. father should say. Zach, Zach, it still <laughs> pains crazy. me that you were born in the year 2000. 2000. Yeah. 2000. You don't even have any context for anything prior to this millennia. And that's why like, The Office is the greatest show of all time. The, I mean, wire, the wire has to be in that conversation, not just because we're here in Baltimore, yeah. but that yeah, show, the writing show. in that is unbelievable. Sopranos, I've probably watched five or six yeah. times. I'm on the sixth time. It's it's so, so good. If you haven't watched it, like... No, I have. Yeah, all the yeah. way through. I mean, not, well, not like one, Bre like... Breaking Bad. watched it. Breaking Bad's a classic. Yeah. A I, I couldn't get through all of Breaking Bad, I'll say. I haven't seen, like... Game of Thrones. I've never got into that. Breaking Bad, I got through the first three seasons. So wait a minute. You never couldn't watch Game of Thrones and you couldn't watch Breaking Bad. And you were saying... No, I, I watched the first three seasons of Breaking Bad. You should do a rewatch and tweet it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm so telling you, though. Your vote the on office. the best show doesn't matter then. Yeah. What is... Haven't watched. Yeah. So, you literally voted for the best show same show as me so what's your what's no your but he, you said best of all time he's we're yeah. talking and now double it's down even even though zach um you're the youngest in the group Kate, kevin looks like he was just born <laughs> yeah, i know it's, it's like a different look I've, i didn't shave in three months entourage entourage is a classic dude it's so good it's yes. so good. We could still do an Entourage, that, by the yeah. way. Entourage is a great show. Have you seen Entourage? No. I just, oh I just said that. Oh, I actually have to watch that. Matt, uh, hey, shout out Matt Barnes. <laughs> 
pitcher for the Red Sox uh, bought the whole thing on DVD in 2011. We binged it during instructs. See, that, then no that's way. the minor league story <laughs> that people don't know about. Exactly. Dude. Okay. Minor league baseball for you. We you know, live, live with a first rounder, so he buys everything, and then you watch the shows with him. True Detectives, season one, True Detectives. Season one? That's, is, all, that's an all-time. That's a good one. Well, the last season's just finished up to, like yesterday. Don't, right? don't great, say though. it. Don't I, say it. I heard that's great. Yeah, not, no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> I did hear this. Like, I, well, I know. Last thought, we're going to go back to sports. <laughs> season one of True Detective is one of the greatest seasons of any television show in television history. It's so good. Two and three. Not so great, in my opinion. Yeah, two, two didn't do four. It. I heard is pretty good though. The new one, so yeah, two didn't do it. So we're gonna figure out. We're gonna have a lot of television. We're gonna have to watch. We're gonna have. To I'm f- showing up in my. I have multiple The Office shirts, and I'm wearing all of them. <laughs> well, you, the you, you are Dwight's son. No, he's Toby. No, well, you're Toby. You're I, Toby. My, my dad Everyone lived you. with next to Toby. <laughs> Everyone hates you. Everyone hates because, you. I see myself as. I, okay, I'm giving Kevin vibes, honestly. No. It's not <laughs> All right. No, Kevin in the show. Oh, not you, oh, Kevin. Your Moe's. Moe's All right, <laughs> All right. On, on to the next on one. On to the next thank, thank you, Nick. We're, We're segueing, segueing out of this. Oh, my God. Engraven from the clouds. Yeah. There we go. He said the office. Okay. Engraven, <laughs> we, we appreciate it. Uh, Joe, thank you for your opinion. I know Rocco says it's terrible, though. So if Rocco I didn't says say terrible. True, I just said no, three is okay. Two, two, is, two was not good. Okay. Three is okay. Well, great. Also, Let's, real quick, Nick, my dad is hyped that you picked Band of Brothers. I mean that's an just electric right? TV show, bro. That's real. That's real stuff. I think bro. we should all watch it as a as a group, Band of Brothers. Yeah, that'll that'll. that'll, 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 that'll I have it on DVD at my. House. That, that'll Netflix, be a Discord sub tier yeah. thing. You can yeah. we'll do a live watch along. Yeah, yeah. Discord. Thank you, Kevin. Speaking of Discord, you can go uh, follow us. We actually have a Discord. I know we don't do a really good job of. We're either. working on it. We don't do a really good job of participating in there or. Uh, plugging it, but we do have a Discord. I'm going to put that in the chat, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Uh, if you're watching on Twitter, sorry about that. I'm just going to put it in the YouTube chat. Uh, pop on over to YouTube if you don't have access to, to the our free Discord. For, yeah, for, free Discord. Come in there. Let us know what you think. We actually, I told people, like, baseball season, I think that it's going to get hot. It's going to get spicy to have more conversations. Before we actually move on, uh, hey, Nick, we actually have uh, one of our listeners here. Where did it go? Did it did it disappear? Oh no, here it is. What they uh, say? Love you, be more crew, and all your sports info. Nick, love you, man. You were the one that placed that ball for Tucker, and when done, I lost my voice. You guys are the best. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. I did. I can't see the tweet. I don't have it in front of me. Or the. There you go. Oh, okay. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> the, the two second glance. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Thank you. He had a highlight. Kevin had it highlighted for me, so I, I was able to. See it. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I got he you. was thinking. All right. It. So, shall we dive back into a little bit of baseball now? Uh, we're going to dive into spring training news. Orioles started up, right? Everything's getting going there. But before we dive into what's happening in Sarasota, and I'm going to dive into Corbin Burns in a little bit as well. For those that are wondering, that's who was voted upon on X of what was going to be the pick tonight, Ryan Mountcastle or Corbin Burns. It's going to be Corbin Burns. But how about let's go with the other spring training because this this person, this player, has had a lot of, uh, I guess, not the conversations that people are thinking so highly of him as a player at the moment because of the fact that he hasn't been on the field, got paid a big contract, uh, and that's Anthony Rendon with the Angels. And Anthony Rendon was asked questions earlier. I think, Zach, you have the tweet of it right here. I have the uh, transcript. So this is him I guess a reporter 
release the transcript if you want to. Okay, so because I'll, I'll read it out loud because we have people, and we have this on Spotify and Apple, by the way, if you want to listen to it. If you can't watch this, go listen to it on Spotify and apps, Apple and hit that like and subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube or you are listening via podcast. Um, last year, the question was, last year you said you're considering retiring. What's your mindset now? The question was addressed to Anthony Rendon. My enthusiasm has been the same since I got drafted, to be honest with you. Uh, he went through some old emails. This was in 2014. 2014, my thought process of the game has not changed since then. I keep making it this long. So he's saying that he still has the same enthusiasm, paraphrasing as he did when he was yeah. younger. How does your pro and con list compare to 10 years ago? Because he created a list. It's a lot different. I'm married. I have four kids. My priorities have changed since I was in my early 20s. So definitely my perspective on baseball has been more skewed. And this is where it gets interesting, I think, where people are getting caught up with Anthony Rendon. Yeah. The question was then, is, is it still a top priority for you? Is baseball still a top priority for you? With the answer being, it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. And then the next follow-up question, is it a priority? Oh, it's a priority for sure because it's my job. I'm here, aren't I? Do you want to be here? And this is actually my favorite part of it. Well, I don't want to talk to you guys, meaning the reporters, at 7 in the morning or whatever time it is. And do you want to be here playing baseball for the Angels was the final question, with which he answered, I have answered your question, so why do we keep picking at it? Okay? So I think where everyone gets caught up in this, because Anthony Rendon, since he signed that massive deal with the Angels, really hasn't played much. The production has not been the same, where he was one of the best hitters in the National League over that time. He has had comments in the past where people have alluded to that he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Now, I don't think that that's fair with him overall when you're hurt a lot, but people have an expectation. But when they've heard recently, he talked about shortening the season. Yeah. And then with this talking about that it was never a priority in his life. I, hey, look, family, family, mm -hmm. uh, faith, whatever. Like, I'm cool with all of that. Absolutely. You have your priorities in check. I think it was the word never, Zach. Where yeah. people saying it was never a priority, which sometimes to me can be a little bit puzzling. Yeah, I think. You know, we talked about this a little bit before the show. I don't think the part of him saying his family and faith come before a game, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think a lot of people actually would say that. It is the parts where this is a guy with history of really kind of saying he doesn't really, like, love being a baseball player. Not that he doesn't love being a baseball player, but he's like, this is a job. Like, I'm. this isn't my, like, biggest passion or anything. And... I think that's where it started rubbing people the wrong way is every time it seems like Anthony Rendon is in the news recently, it's because he's suspended for getting in a fight with a fan. He then comes out and says that he wants the uh, season be shorter so they're not playing as many games. He doesn't have to like come in as much. And then you have this stuff. So I think it's more like we talked about the way he said it and who is saying it. than if someone else said, Hey, yeah, I mean, obviously, baseball is my job, but, I, you know, my family and faith comes first. I don't think people would bat an eye. But then him saying, well, it's never been a priority. And while well, I'm here and getting annoyed with the reporters was where it started to go south. Well, and, and here's the thing right now. And again, we're emphasizing, Brandon, you're right. He doubled down on his ethics. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And, that. and that's what we're saying. Nothing to do with that. And sometimes this is where I think Anthony's getting a bad rep for it. It is his job, right? Like, mm -hmm. His career is going to end. Or he does not going to try to take work home with him. Like, no one wants to try to take their work home with them. And yeah. you want to have your life, right? That That's everyone's goal. But, Rock, I mean, being in those situations, it has been a lot of stressful moments that he's had with the media 
mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And I think that's the perception that people are looking at is what the motives are. Whether that's right or not, that's kind of what's transpired with Anthony Rendon and the Angels, or at least the media members that cover him. Some athletes, I'm sure, just absolutely hate the media side of things. Uh, some coaches, some managers absolutely hate it. They do it because it's required. And it's without athletes speaking to reporters and members of the media, members of the media can't you know, generate that content, write stories about it, and can't basically do their jobs. I can't speak for those guys. I know when I go into a clubhouse or a locker room, I try to be as respectful as possible, but sometimes questions need to be asked. And over the years to Anthony Rendon, questions have needed, you know, questions need to be asked. Like they have to be for like every other player. For him, it's, I don't think anybody is knocking him and they shouldn't be for the ethics side of it. Like what, what Brandon said, he doubled down on his ethics. Nothing wrong with it. I completely agree with that. It's the way you kind of go about it. It just doesn't seem like you care at times. It's, that's what I think people may or may not have a problem with right there. Like people make jokes about uh, Nikola Jokic all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he cares more about his horses um, in, in Serbia, like his, cause he's got 20 horses. He was just talking about him at the all-star games yeah. and like basketball is just a, <clears throat> it's a moneymaker for him. But didn't he say he wanted so to go good. back to Serbia? Didn't he say he couldn't wait to go yeah, home go after back. he won he the final? Yeah, he said it was homesick. And they were getting, yeah, he was getting some, like, he was getting some slack. That's yeah. a joke. And I, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Jokic has ever came out and said like, I don't, you know, no, he, he, he said he loves it. But yeah, it's just it's just game. It's he just, just doesn't look like he's true. right. Yeah, but right. he's so good at it. Yeah, with Rendon, it's like there are some things that that are in you know his posi- position. Some things are just better left unsaid. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to. You can go about it different ways. Like say like you know there, there's things I care about more than baseball, and it's it's my religion and my family. Leave it at that. Yeah, and, and just you know yeah, the and rest I can be. Yesterday. I think another thing that has to be you know, brought up with this is like, I don't think this is even a conversation if this is Anthony Rendon for the Nationals, you know, if he was putting up that type of production, but it does come with the fact that Angels fans and baseball fans have been frustrated with him the past two years because he's not out there. He's all, he's got, you know, he's been dealing with injuries and it feels like he hasn't always been trying to always get back and, you know, compete with the Angels. And then, you know, they're frustrated about this contract that he signed. And they're, you know, they're saying it's one of the worst contracts ever. And then for him to come out and say, hey, you know, baseball's not even my top priority. I think that's where fans are like, come on, dude. Like, you know, we always already joke about that you, you know, have a horrible contract. And now he's coming out saying, eh, well, it's okay. Baseball's not really even my first priority. It's like, I think it's one of those things where it's like we talked about the NBA All-Star game. The yeah, fans want you to care mm-hmm. almost more than they care. And this is what Rocco's yeah. talking about right here. When you're getting yeah. paid that money, it's like you fans want it to be a top priority for you. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be one. It doesn't yeah. have to be two. But baseball needs to be in the top three of priorities, and you need to make it a priority if you're going out there and you're you're playing for a team and they're expecting you to produce they're expecting you to win. Obviously, it's a team sport. You can't do much about that sometimes, especially the Angels, that organization. But it's like, I don't know. I, I just, so, yeah. so to give the context here real quickly, Kevin, then you can jump in. Context here, since since he signed his contract with the Angels, he hasn't played in more than 58 games yeah. since he signed. 
And before he signed the, the deal, he deserved the deal, mm-hmm. all of it. Yep, and the every meme, penny. the meme that you put up there, or, or Brad, whoever put it up, um, showing about Jokic saying, "Oh, I, I, you know, is a meme for those that have to that aren't watching this." It's Jokic, Nick, Nikola Jokic, the Nuggets MVP, uh, Finals uh, MVP. champion, yeah. yada yada. He says, "I hate your, hate my job." To HR, it's all oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Anthony Rendon says, "I hate my job." You know, hello, human resources, there's a problem, right? But success, people look at success. Yep. And and that's, again, if you have success and you're playing well, they are not going to care as much about what happens. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality of it. I mean, Nick, like you dealt with it too. Um, uh, Kevin, you can go next to it, but that that's a part. I want to point that out. If you play well, team wins, people can look away. But as soon as things aren't going well for you specifically or the team, that's all you're going to hear about is all the negatives to it. Right, and I, th- I think too, it's almost like the fans want to have connections with the players too. And if the, if you if one of your players is saying, "Yeah, well, I'm you know I'm just here and I'm showing up and it's whatever to me," that doesn't get the fans excited. I mean, it's almost like the conversation of when and it's I don't like to make a big deal about it, but when players use we versus they or like us when referring to a team, I think fans love that. And so when Don's being like, "Oh well." I'm just here, but I don't think it speaks to him being, he's not sitting up there saying, I hate baseball and I've always hated baseball my entire life. I'm just doing this for a paycheck. He obviously, he, he loves the game, but there are certain aspects of it that some players and fans, coaches, I think everybody has to understand that, you know, not every part of it is going to have every player going over the moon for everything. There are going to be some parts of it that just aren't enjoyable for some people and yeah. that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the point. I mean, Nick, Nick we know this at the end of the day. People are happy if the team plays well and they're going to feel good about it. But right now, like I saw a comment about you're an Angels fan over the time. They had Otani, they had Trout, you had Rendon. When you look at those three guys on your team, you feel like that's a really solid core of offensive players that you have. And they never were able to put it all together and they couldn't all stay on the field. And that's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, rough go for the Angels, Nick. And and unfortunately, that's, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, you said it. You, you when you play good, some things kind of get brushed under. You know, I would I would think as a player when you don't play or you're injured or you know you're not playing well, you maybe you would keep those those comments to yourself. But you know, obviously he's frustrated and he kind of le- it sounded like to me maybe he was letting some of that frustration out when he got the outlet to do that. Um, it's not a great look for him, but at the same time. You don't get to that status and that level of, you know, how he was with the Nationals before he got to L.A. You don't get there if you don't love the game and you don't care about the game. So obviously he does. And just because he says that doesn't mean, like, I don't know anyone who's personally going to go out on the field and be like, even if they hate what they do, they're not going to go out there and purposely do bad. Yeah. Like they're going to try and they're going to give the, you know, they're going to do their best just because as a man, like as a person, you want to do the best you can do. And as a man, you're super competitive and you're in that environment. Like, there's obviously a lot of benefits to doing well. So, you know, it's not a great look for the guy, but he's maybe it's, letting out some if, steam. If Mike Trout said this, we're not even talking about it. Yeah, well, not no. so about here's, it. Just, here's the thing. And then, and then, like, and then guys, after great, this, that's a great point, Nick. Yeah, like, la- something like that. I, I agree. But last point here, so then we can move on. Zach, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's what makes it worse is uh, just the timing of all this. And uh, Sean brought up it. It was bad time because um, either immediately after, immediately before Rendon's comments broke, Mm -hmm. they also broke the news of Mike Trout was talking about, they asked him, the media, about potential trade. Hey, you know, you're a big superstar. Doesn't look like the Angels 
are maybe in the you know short-term success window and trout said no he said i'm loyal i signed a contract here and i want to win a championship here he said i've been having conversations with the front office every day about top guys that i think we should bring in here to help us compete and help us win and he said i want to win a championship for anaheim so you have just i think it's bad time because you have your star player going you know the biggest contract on your team your star player going hey this is my team i want us to go out there and win you know this is where i am this is where i signed to i want to go for it and then you have your second highest star player who's dealing with injuries going honestly baseball's not even my top priority and i think that's where it really got blown out of proportion just because of the two different dynamics coming from the teams yep and Hey, unfortunately, that's what's happening out there. And if you're an Angels fan, it's been a rough go overall. But I think I think people do need to pump the brakes a little bit on Anthony Rendon. But on the other case, he's not maybe doing the best to help himself. So while we're going to transition here, because actually, while we're transitioning, Rocco and Kevin and Nick can talk about some recent moves that just happened with the Baltimore Orioles, while I get set up to talk a little bit about Corbin Burns, because I know that everyone's wondering, well, just how damn good is he? Well, I can explain that to you. In a few, one video that I'm going to show you is not going to do it justice, but it can give you an idea of just how dominant he is, especially with that cutter, which is his bread and butter pitch that sets everything else up. But Rocco, can you explain a couple of the recent moves that have just happened so far with the Baltimore Orioles as they opened up uh, full camp today? Yeah, so like it's been kind of like a revolving door for that 40th spot on the 40-man roster, guys. And like it's the Orioles, their most recent two moves were for pitchers. Mm -hmm. um, the 18th, which was yesterday, they acquired a left-handed pitcher, Matt Crook, from the Yankees in exchange for cash considerations. Everyone's favorite player, I know, right? <laughs> uh, that made room on the 40-man for Diego Castillo. Or to make room on the 40-man, Diego Castillo had been designated for assignment. The 40-man roster currently had 40 players at that point in time. Yeah, right. And then the Orioles go out and make another move, and that was two hours ago. This is Orioles PR tweeting this out. The Orioles have acquired right-handed pitcher Caleb Ort from the Phillies in exchange for cash considerations. Cash considerations again. He's thrown yeah, into every he's deal. Going, he's yeah, going everywhere. Uh, to make room on the forty-man roster, outfielder outfielder Peyton Burdick has been designated for assignment. The Orioles got Peyton Burdick, I think, last week from the Marlins. So yeah. like he's gone. Soto, who the Orioles got from the Angels, he's, he's it's like yeah. So like they're just. Well, Burdick designated for assignment, so the 40-man roster currently has 40 players. Both these guys are just like, okay, fill a spot, see if you pan out. Mm -hmm. You never know what's going to happen. They're not home run moves. They're yeah. not these crazy moves. But Brandon Hott even said with with some of these moves, it's like you never know. Like, I believe they acquired Danny Coulomb on the final day of spring training last year, and then you could get a Yenny or Cano, like a diamond in the rough type of player mm -hmm. where – he turns into an all-star. I mean, moves like this happen all the time where you do it to fill a spot potentially or add some more depth to your yeah. staff, whether it's bullpen, whether it's starting rotation, and hopefully it pans right. out down the line. I, I don't think they thought – Michael Elias is just trying to wheel and deal right now. I don't now. think they thought O'Hearn was going to be yeah. the guy that he was. Dude, and that's that a guy, was, I mean, that yeah. was that was a quote-unquote yeah. depth move, and he turns into this amazing player for him last season. So it, They moved him twice, I believe. They put him on uh, waivers during the offseason last year. Oh, we're going to yeah. actually, okay, I didn't think we we're going to show me just leaning over the chair. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Yeah, so. Lock it in. Getting, getting Caleb Ort was like, it's not, like I said, it's not a home run type of move. This is a guy that I'll bring up his stats from last season. Uh, in 2023, this is his 
you know, most recent stuff, and that was with the Red Sox. I think he got, you know, moved around. Yeah. Out with the Phillies. But uh, 626 ERA, he was one and two, 21 games, two games started. Uh, he had a hold. Um, he had one save opportunity. He was 0 for 1, 23 innings pitched, 23 hits allowed, um, 16 earned runs. I'm just kind of reading off stats here, but that's the type of move you're looking at in that aspect. Rip, you good to go? Oh, I'm good to go. All right. I was just listening. Yeah, yeah. This Speak is the point of the show where we fill time talking about yeah, we're, the yeah. cameras we're on trying me. to get the, the Nobody going, else. Right? I'm just kind of talking to myself <laughs> yeah. right here. But it was because of this. So to give an example, am I, am I out? No, we're you're, good. You're okay. Thank you. So to give an example of what's going on here, okay? This is going to start it off with how deceptive his cutter is right now. So you're going to watch this pitch. It's going to end up moving away to give a little bit of context. So that's end up that's going to be an end up called strike, but you're going to see this theme. That it's off the plate by a good, I don't know, six inches or so. So in this case, just so you guys can understand, the ball is starting off for even the umpire that it's going to be a strike. Now the catcher does a good job of framing it. But this is going to be a trend. So watch this. Pitch is called a strike. Strike three. See you later. Okay. So now we're going to move on to the next victim. All right. Time out for a second. Matt McClain here. And you're seeing where this ball is breaking right here. And this is what's so impressive. This ball is starting off in the middle third of the plate. And because of the amount of motion that goes with it, the hitter is either going to freeze or it's either going to catch the umpire by surprise and it's going to be rung up for a strike. Matt McClain doesn't know what to exactly do because the ball's moving in the mid-90s, mid-upper 90s to be specific. So there it goes. So again, I'm going to rewind this for a quick second. Watch where this starts. So when you're looking at it as a hitter, you're thinking that's going right towards the middle of the plate. And I know the camera angle is a little bit over, so it might be even further over. But as a hitter, you don't have that much, much time to react. And this ball just keeps running. What do you want to do? That ball's in the other batter's box, but it's box but it's so deceptive that's what makes him so good moving on i'm sorry ryan o'hearn ryan o'hearn great year for the baltimore orioles what what corbin burns does really well is throwing his cutters effectively on the inside corner to lefties it's almost like a a, a cheat code for how well it is and he locates it low and in and hitters get frozen up and unfortunately ryan o'hearn's gonna get frozen up it's a perfect pitcher's pitch you're gonna see it come right at the bottom left corner could have been a borderline pitch but that's just how devastating it is so what are you supposed to do there it's a borderline pitch sure it might be a ball but ryan o'hearn's not sure what it's going to do because he thinks it's going to come in more and corbin burns like has that ability to either backdoor cut or be able to kind of stop how much his ball is going to fully cut. You saw Matt McClain, that ball move a significant amount more. This one, it felt like Ryan O'Hearn was thinking the ball is going to move in. Where does it, it go? It stays right at the bottom part of the plate. And again, the other part of the context of this is how good hitters are, okay? So these are all really good hitters. Paul Goldschmidt's probably one of the best hitters in all of baseball. If you haven't watched him, he's a former MVP. Incredible. Corbin Burns lights him up. Again, you're seeing how far these guys are swinging outside of the zone, and that's not a coincidence. This is one of the most disciplined, best hitters in baseball. It's the deception that Corbin Burns has with his cutter. It makes it feel like it's on the plate, and the ball just keeps running. And, and truly, like I don't think people realize how good he is. Here's Rafael Devers, a guy he's going to face in the AL East quite a bit with the Boston Red Sox. Again, he's going to use that inside part of the plate where he, where he got Ryan O'Hearn. Again, 
that pitch is close. The umpire, not the best call, but it's so deceptive that the hitters are standing there. They don't know what to do. And you see the ball move way more to the right-handed hitters. It's strategic on the lefties to be in that bottom left corner. Here's Corbin Carroll, and this is actually a backdoor cutter. And this is what's scary if you're facing Corbin Burns. You think it's going to cut across the plate? Well, guess what? He's saying, not today. Try to hit this puppy on the outside corner. I mean, that's dotted. Yes, it's a hair off. But if you're a hitter, you are just begging that it's going to be a ball or that you're hoping that something goes wrong. Because if Corbin Burns locates the way that he does, you have no chance. And again, we have a theme here. Really good player. Rookie of the year in the National League. The dude's dynamite. Okay. There is so much to like, and I know his sinker is a big pitch for Corbin Burns. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman actually to me is the best, arguably the best pure hitter in, in baseball. Does everything well, hard to get him out. There's a reason why he's been the, one of the best hitters for so long. But if you're able to fool Freddie Freeman on a pitch, and again, that cutter you think we just talked about, and Freddie understands that. He scouts guys really well. Freddie's thinking that ball is going to be up here. And Corbin has the ball almost die like a sinker. It's like a sink cutter at times. That's what I don't know how to fully explain to people. And I'd love to talk to Corbin more in context about this because he can manipulate his cutter better than any other person I've seen that has a quote unquote like specialty pitch. This cutter's special. I haven't seen honestly a cutter like this since, look at, since looking at what Mariano Rivera used to do closing out games for the Yankees. And then we're rolling through this. Again, cutter, see ya, or sorry, that's just a slider. That's just mean. And so if you think he's going to throw a cutter and then he takes some time off of it, Bobby Witt Jr., same thing. What are you supposed to do? And that might have been a, more of a, a harder slider slurve. And again, Aaron Judge, one of the best hitters in baseball. So a cutter, you're thinking maybe it's going to cut across, and then you throw this dotted slider. So his cutter sets up all of his other pitches. We talked about that with Grayson Rodriguez in the past. Corbin Burns' cutter sets up everything else because everyone's anticipating a hard pitch coming across, and when it slows down and it's dotted like that, it's unhittable. This is why Corbin Burns is so special. And last thing I'll show you because he has some other good pitches, and then we're going to get out of here. His changeup's disgusting, but no one talks about it because it's not his, his, his pri primary pitch, so to speak. So watch this. You think a cutter's coming in? Well, how about this changeup just dies away? And if you don't like that, last one to show you, just for fun. And he's dialed in. Kyle Tucker, fantastic hitter. What are you supposed to do with that? There's nothing you can do. And this is why I'm saying for hitters or for pitchers out there, the cutter sets up everything. Fastball sets up everything. Corbin Burns can manipulate the baseball better than anyone else in, in, in the big leagues, in my opinion. And Corbin Burns, we've talked about the upside of Grayson Rodriguez and Kyle Brash and those guys in the past. Corbin Burns, the, if the Orioles are going to go to a World Series, he's going to be leading the, the whole front of it. Corbin Burns in a game that you got, a guy that you won in the playoffs that can step up, he's a big-time pitcher. He's not afraid of any big-time bat. And I fully expect Corbin Burns, that streak of being one of the best pitchers in baseball, I think his presence is going to be felt, and he's going to have a massive payday Hopefully with Baltimore, but at least in 2024, we're going to see Corbin Burns hopefully hopefully lead the Orioles to the AL East and their first World Series appearance since 1983. That's all I got, guys. So, with that being said, because then we got to get So, with that being said, I'm going to save my, my sign-offs from here. So, for everyone, I think I muted Nick. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> 
No, Nick's still muted. It's okay. Oh, I'm, I'm back here. now. Hey. Oh, there we go. I'm back. So we got, we're running a little bit behind here. So for Nick, Kevin, Rocco, and here. Zach. Just got to hang back here. Hey, we appreciate all of you. Hit that like and subscribe button. Sorry about my problems. I am the problem. It's me. Uh, so hit that like and subscribe. We will see you next time for another episode of the Ryan Ripken Show, I believe on Thursday, with more baseball content. And let us know what you think. But you guys, have a day, have a night, and we will talk soon.